This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. Today's show is brought to you in part by Liquid Web. We sure know that there's a lot of choice when it comes to hosting your WordPress site. Liquid Web is the managed WordPress partner you've been waiting for. Whether you're a business owner, an agency, or a freelancer, Liquid Web has you covered when it comes to performance, uptime, and ease of site management. And one of the things we love most? When your content goes viral, Liquid Web doesn't charge you more for huge spikes in traffic. Transparent pricing, no surcharges. Liquid Web is offering Hallway Chats listeners 33% off for the first three months. Go to liquidweb.com and use the coupon code HALLWAYCHATS, all one word, to sign up. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 13. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Becky Davis. Becky is active in the WordPress community, has spoken at many WordCamps all over the USA. She has even spoken at WordCamp Europe in 2016. She runs the Chicago Northside WordPress meetup and has done so for six years. She's a big advocate for sharing knowledge and trading clients. Excitingly, she's approaching her 10-year anniversary of running her own business. Hi, Becky. Good morning. Hi, Becky. Welcome. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, I'm an old lady. My kids are uh, adults and gone and supporting themselves at this point. Uh, And I started this business when my son was in high school. And here I am 10 years later, still making a good living. So um, no regrets. That's great. That's great. That's great. Uh, let me ask you, I, I want to get into how you, how you got into starting your own business in a few moments, but I'd like to start by just asking you to tell us a little bit about what kind of services your business uh, provides. I, I'm mostly a custom theme shop. Um, I don't do ready-made themes. I don't um, have out-of-the-pocket solutions, but I like building, um, I, I never understood ready-made themes because how, 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 do, how does a theme that 10,000 people use work for my content? It just, it's never made sense to me. So I like building unique solutions for clients that fit exactly what they need, that fit the kind of content that they have, that um, they're willing to work with me so that we get all of the functionality and all of the uh, things showing up where they need to show up. And um, it works for that. That's excellent. And then you're, you're, so you said you're doing front end development, you're making custom themes, you're working with clients. Tell us a little bit about then how, how you started your business. And if you can weave into that story, tell us about how you got into WordPress as well. Oh, well, yeah, 10 years ago, I was an unemployed IT person again. You know, it was a lot of contract work, and I was sick of of chasing the next contract. Uh, And I stood up at the ripe age of 48 and said, what the heck do I want to do? And I had no answer for that. (laughs) And then I realized that I had never asked the question. 
um, spent 20 years taking care of other people. And, you know, when you get in that mode, you don't think about what do I want? Um, and I had a big IT background. I had built uh, uh, an HTML site in 98 for a law firm, you know, with the red rounded marble corners. Remember those in notepad? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I had worked for some photographers briefly, so I knew Photoshop pretty well. Uh, and, I was, and I looked at, started looking at uh, web building and I was like, oh, this kind of combines all the stuff that I already know how to do. And of course, there's 10 million more things to learn, and I'm still learning every day. Um, it started slowly. You know, I think I did my first site for 500 bucks. I think a lot of us uh, did that. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to. You have to. And I learned a really important lesson with that one, not the lack of money, but she and I went back and forth on the shade of purple 20 times. you know how bogged down in this detail do we need to get and it's such a big difference whether it's your crt or it's my flat screen you know so (laughs) you know that 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 print design is so i can pick the paper i can pick the ink i can pick the layout i can do anything i want and i can guarantee that everyone will get the same experience and web design is so opposite of that mm. that it's a different experience for everyone all the time. And yeah. that's a hard thing for clients to accept and understand. Yeah, especially in, in 2007 where not everybody was online. <laughs> Smartphones were you know, sporadic at best. So it was a real point of transition. And speaking mm-hmm. of transition, did you, did you jump right into WordPress or did you start with static HTML and transition at a later I point? Started with static, I, I started with static HTML. Um, I built a few sites uh, for small businesses and one for my mom. My mom, um, she just passed away last summer, but she in her retirement, uh, painted needlepoint canvases and sold them to shops all over the country. And she had a collect, she had a collection of like 300 pieces. And I spent two days in my old bedroom taking pictures of these canvases and built a site for her, uh, and showed her how to use a mouse in the process. She was actually a pretty good first client because she was like accepting of everything that I did without questioning. (laughs) What a nice Um, way to remember her and memorialize her, though. That's a great thing about the web, right? It's pretty timeless. Exactly. Exactly. Um, But uh, yeah, WordPress. My uh, uh, dad was a poet and a political activist and. like to rant and write. And I thought it would be a good present for him to have a blog where he could do that. And that was how I got into WordPress. Mm-hmm. That's the best WordPress to... intro story I've ever heard. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and I picked a horrible, crappy theme and I installed it. And then I had no clue what was going on. I had to, I called him. I spent two hours on the phone with a woman while she was trying to get the install to work properly. Uh, and then I spent, I don't know, six weeks trying to, have you ever tried to, you know, poetry is very, um, 
weird in its layouts. You know, some lines go in, some lines yeah. go out, you know, that kind of thing. And I spent six weeks transposing an entire book of his onto the web. And got pretty familiar with the two point, what was that, seven <laughs> interface at that point. <laughs> um, and I, I guess I never looked back at that point because, I, you know, that was a question I had even in an early HTML class is like, how do clients update? How do they change their phone number? How do they do this without having to call me and pay me money? Uh, and there wasn't a good answer for that. And then when I found WordPress, I said, hey, this is the answer. Mm-hmm. So that was in 2008 or early nine when I got into WordPress. So I had been doing HTML for about a year. Um, and it was just a natural progression. And and then there was another two years of people wanting other stuff. Oh, I want a store or yep. I want membership or I want, you know, and I was like, no, no, WordPress can't do that. No, no, WordPress can't do that. <laughs> and then I stopped saying no. A lot of things happened in that time period between eight and 10. Yeah. Uh, so many more plugins were available. So many, so much more functionality was available. The whole community was growing that the minute I stopped saying no, all of a sudden it was like, Hmm, I'm not sure. Let me find out. And voila, there would be an answer or there would be a plugin I'd never heard of that solved this issue. Uh, uh, and it, was pretty incredible. And and then things really exploded. I mean, business exploded and, and I exploded and I rode that tsunami, that WordPress tsunami <laughs> without even realizing that I was on it. You know? yeah. uh, but um, I just, I just stopped saying no. And I have clients all the time who are pushing me this way, that way. How come it doesn't do it this way? And this is why I get so uh, involved with plug-in developers and other things because it's like, you know, you really should allow for this. <laughs> so that sounds like that, that, that very pivotal mindset change that you made. And um, I'm going to ask you uh, if it was deliberate or just kind of gradual over time. But when you were making that was a hugely pivotal time in web technology, yeah. right? So as, as eight and nine right. and 10 was coming, all the services that we consider old school web as it were, we're really just kind of becoming really starting to get user friendly, starting to get mass uptick. And I, and I wonder about your mindset as you made that transition. And then you said it, it's really been so influential in your business and helped you grow. And I wonder how else you might have carried that through in your life that don't say no approach. Yeah, no, that it was it was a, a conscious decision. I can't tell you what day I made it or, you know, did it happen all at once. I'm sure it was a, a process, but it was very much a conscious decision because I realized that even if I didn't know the answer at the beginning of the project, that I had a 90% chance of solving it by the end of the project. And how much more can I learn and how much more can I do on the next project if I conquer this, you know, if I learn this. Um, and it's, it's led me down some pretty interesting roads. Uh, I did a huge redesign of a very complex site, and it's still, still very complex, uh, a thousand posts, 
multi-language, uh, big medical technology terms and whatever. And the, the old site, you couldn't find a thing. Every landing page had a different layout. Every search was useless. It was just a mess. And I forced the client to hire a uh, UX person to help us reconfigure this site. And she comes back with wireframes with facets on them. And I'm on a five-person phone call with the client and the UX person and the designer, and I'm looking at these facets, and I'm like, can WordPress do that? My brain blew up. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it just blew up. I was like, I don't know if I can do that. And then while I'm still on the conversation, I just Googled facets, WordPress, and found uh, Matt Gibbs. Uh, plug-in facet WP, which is amazing. I was like, oh, I guess I can do that. And that's the benefit of not saying no. Yeah, well, it's a great thing about WordPress, too, is that usually if you ask the question, can you do it with WordPress, usually you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Becky, when you were talking about your decision to transition out of IT consultancy, and into something new, you had said that you'd never really asked yourself, what do I want to do? And uh, I thought that's uh, particularly poignant. And I wonder about then, as you've gone through your your WordPress career, owning your business, you've changed this pivotal mindset where you don't say no anymore. Can you share with us your definition of success and maybe touch on personal success, professional success, and how those intertwine for you? Uh, sure. Um, professional success is is making a living. It's as simple as that. Um, I'm, you know, I have a nice apartment in Chicago. My kids are out and gone. Um, I don't have a lot of other expenses, and I'm quite comfortable. And I don't work sixty hours a week either, and that's fine. <laughs> I actually take weekends off. So that's part of my success. I, you know, if I can go 48 hours without looking at email, that's a success. Um, I'm a big believer, you know, when you spend your entire day in front of screens to get away from the screens on a regular basis. Um, yeah, that is valuable. So, yeah, so that's all success to me. Um, I'm in a good place professionally. So. That's excellent. I'm happy for you. That's great. Uh, when you, uh, it's great to hear that you have uh, some discipline in your time and that you take weekends off and uh, that you don't work the crazy hours that a lot of people work these days. And I like to hear that you don't live in your email inbox. Out of all the things that you do every day, what would you say is the most important thing that you do? And then following up on that, what is your favorite thing? And whether or not those are the same or not I, is a question. Uh, wow, that's that's hard. Uh, most important thing I probably do is that I do a stretching program every morning. <laughs> you know, uh, to you know, because I you know you sleep all night and then you sit all day, and and so I try to keep as active as I can uh, that way. It's now summer here, so I'm out on my bike, and my poor car is going neglected. Um, that kind of thing. Um, what I like to do, I, I'm a big old movie fan. I like to knit. I'm a fan of good whiskey. Uh, 
um, you know, I like, I like to, to get out with friends on a Friday night. Um, the downside to what I do is that it's isolating. You know, I don't have the cubicle chatter and, and I actually work better without the cubicle chatter, but it, I have to make a, a an effort to go see humans. So um, with that in mind, I know that you are involved in the WordPress community in your area. And um, so what has that meant to you and, and how have you introduced yourself to that community and, and brought people into it with you? Sorry. Um, I really enjoyed running the meetups. Uh, I've met a ton of interesting people there, and uh, the friends that I reach out to for help often come from that source. I often get work from that source, which I never, ever expected. Um, but I am a big, you know, WordPress is a tribe at this point, and it's very much about being inclusive and sharing the knowledge, and I like to do that as much as I can on this micro-local level and um, encourage people to get up and do a presentation and whatever, and it can be hard. Women in particular are very shy about speaking, and I am always encouraging the women in my group to, to get up and do a talk. Some of them I've been talking to for three years, and I haven't talked to them yet, and some of them I meet once, and they get up and talk in the next session, and it's awesome. <laughs> so... Becky, Tara, and I both run meetups, WordPress meetups in our own necks of the woods, as it were. I'd love to hear your thoughts, aside from chatting supportively with women who are interested or you think would be good to get into speaking at WordPress meetups and WordCamps. What other tips or techniques can you share with us around supporting those communities, those individuals within the community who you know, we know they have it in them, but we want to help them get to where they're at a point to to not say no, to use your mindset. Uh, it's a challenge. Um, there was a lovely presentation at WordCamp uh, Europe in Vienna last summer called The Imposter Syndrome. It's out on WordPress TV. I encourage everyone to see this because that was we'll Sonia? all recognize ourselves. Yes. We will all recognize ourselves in this. And I think with women in particular, um, and this is a broad generalization, but uh, a guy will get up when he just learned something new, whether he knows everything about it or not, because he's excited. He thinks he's a rock star. He's got that confidence, right? A woman feels like she has to know it inside out, backwards and forwards before she can even think about sharing that knowledge. And I think that very much ties into that imposter syndrome of, oh, I don't know as much as you. I can't possibly share anything. Uh, and so I try to encourage, I, I, I like to get everyone to talk, but I like to encourage uh, particularly. And, you know, as a group, we're all introverts, right? You know, <laughs> we're all a little shy. Um, so I try to... Um, encourage it as much as I can. And sometimes I'm successful and sometimes I'm not. 
I think that's important. I I remember the first few times that I went to my local meetup here and someone asked me if I would speak and I started with a five minute lightning talk. And what I discovered was that it took a lot of guts to do that, but it also forced me to gain confidence because I had to learn something more in order to speak about it. So I think it's a great way to learn is to sign up to speak about something that you may have a pretty good knowledge of, but then once you are on the hot seat, you really have to know it better. So it's a great way to learn as well, I think. So in your business, it sounds like uh, you have, you know, you've been running your business for quite a while and have done a a wide variety of projects. Um, What would you say is the biggest challenge in running your own business? Uh, Well, part of not working 60 hours or 80 hours a week is understanding that even when you try to work just normal hours and yes, I get dressed in the morning and I sit down at 10 o'clock in the morning and I'm usually here till five or six um, is understanding that if even half of those hours that you were sitting in front of the computer are billable, you've had a good day. You know, there are many, many things that aren't billable. Producing bills is one of them. Uh, dealing with <laughs> dealing with the uh, the massive amounts of email, putting out little fires in the morning. I mean, yes, you can you can bill a lot of those things, but a lot of them you just can't. And sometimes you're just in research mode. You know, I need to to figure this out. But but it was it took me a while to realize that oh, I only billed 14 hours this week, but that's why I charge what I charge and I'm still making a living and that's okay. Yeah. Convincing yourself of the value of that balance and the trade-off and that it's not a numbers. I mean, it is ultimately a numbers game, right? Rent is about having enough money to pay the rent or what, or the mortgage, right? When you get hungry, it's hard if you don't have some numbers in your bank account to buy food, but to, to kind of get to your point, to see that bigger picture around, the balance of it all. And I only did 14 hours of billable, for example, but that covered the bills. That was my, you know, I'd love to do 18 or 20, but 12 is what I need to, to meet my bill. So tell me a little bit about how long it took you to kind of come to this understanding of, of how it all works in a way that keeps you healthy, keeps you in a position getting out to, to do your morning stretches and to spend time with your friends outside of your work. Well, the first 18 months of making the commitment that I'm not looking for work, I am working for myself, and that was a mindset change right there, um, were a bit of a struggle. I was in a lucky place that I had enough uh, savings reserves that, that I could pay the rent during that time. I gave myself three years, five years max to make this the boat. In 18 months, I was, I was doing well. Uh, in two years, I was doing pretty well. And then, of course, I had, and anybody who's been in this business knows this happens, is that, you know, you, you grow exponentially in your third year, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then things kind of level off. But, you know, there was that one year where I had a 70% increase in income and it was like, 
Ooh. <laughs> that's know, nice. That's pretty that's nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. But then there's only so much you can do, you know. Um, right. I have been blessed with uh, one giant client who keeps me busy month in, month out, whether we're doing redesigns or just regular maintenance. Um, and then I take two to four bigger projects from different clients every year and that's enough and I'm happy. I can stop at six and have dinner and decompress uh, and not work on the weekends. Uh, I can't say I've never worked on a weekend. Of course, we all have, but, um, and everybody's like, well, you get to work in your pajamas. It's like, no, I get up, I get dressed. This is work. I'm in my office. This is work. Uh, the only time I'm in my pajamas is uh, when it's a Sunday and something has gone wrong and I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, provide maintenance to your clients after you've built their sites? Kind of up to the client, but uh, I do quite a bit of maintenance. I have half a dozen uh, smaller sites that I just uh, have a, a yearly contract with and uh, go in, you know, four or five times a year and just keep things updated. The sites are, there's not that much going on and that's all they really need. Uh, my bigger, more complex sites, I'm in every month to make sure everything's still working and keeping things updated. And then, of course, they're always changing something anyway. Uh, some clients leave and I don't do maintenance. I, I like to empower the clients to do as much as they want to do. Mm-hmm. I want them to add their own content. And actually, I want them to add their own content while we're in development uh, because that's where the questions come up of, oh, we really need this, and oh, wait, how about if it worked this way, and we can solve that before the launch. And then by the launch, they're super comfortable with what's going on. So they understand the ebb and flow and the inner workings of, of the content. Right. Well, and I don't know how you learn, but I know I learned by doing. And, uh, you know, I can, you know, I did that. I did that for three or four years. You know, that 90-minute lesson at the end. Here's your site. And here's how you log in. And here's where a post is. And here's where a page is. And everybody shakes their head. And six weeks later, they remember nothing. And then now they're frustrated. Oh, WordPress is too hard. <laughs> Uh, but if I get the editors, you know, the people who are going to continue editing the sites involved during development, then they've done it all. They've added 10 things. They've played with the menu. They understand how this works and their comfort level is super high. Uh, and then when there's a question, they know they can come back to me. That's, that's an always thing, right? Um, but they don't have to come to me every time they need to uh, add an event. They just add the event. Yeah. They know how it works. You support them to have their own workflows, but when they need a little help, you're there. But they're not asking for every little thing. That's great. That's a great approach. Right, like that. right. And, and, and then maintenance kind of flows into that. You know, do they want to be responsible for updating plugins and whatever? A lot of them aren't. You know, particularly with the more complex sites, um, I actually discourage that a little bit. I said, let's have a staging site. Let me do the testing, you know, because things, you know, the minute we get past, what? What's the magic number? There is no magic number. But the minute we get past a certain level of complexity, updates can affect other things that you didn't even realize, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but if they want to do it themselves, I'll show them how. 
That's great. That's I'm all great. for it. Let me let me transition to uh, one of our one of our big questions that we like to ask. What is the single most valuable piece of advice, and it can be either personal or professional, or maybe a combination of both, that you have received and worked into your life? Oh, I don't know if I have an answer for that one. <laughs> uh, um, it's a big question, so. It's a big question. Um, I mean, I can think of little things. Uh, biggest, most, honestly, the don't say no. I think that's, I think that's, always look for a new answer. Always keep learning. Um Never say something is impossible without at least doing some research. And is that a is, is that a mindset? Is that a a take that you came to on your own? Was it somebody shared it with you? Was it some reading? Was it some internal introspection? How how did how did you come to that? I think it's more my own personal exploration of my life uh you know those years i spent uh doing help desk it work where by the time you get to somebody's desk they're already angry and embarrassed can be very challenging and when you say no to those people they get immediately way more upset than they would under normal circumstances because they're already upset absolutely and that was a long learning curve for me to understand because I can sit down at somebody's desk and they've got a problem and I'm looking at the screen and I see the problem and I can curse under my breath and say, what's going on here? And I actually had a woman take that personally. She thought I was yelling at her. And that makes you think, you know, that, wasn't personal. I was aggravated at the problem, not at you. But that was a big deal for me to separate that and 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 change how people view me. Yeah, I can be a little abrasive sometimes. It's never personal, but sometimes it gets taken that way. <laughs> you know. But that's part of not saying no. So when somebody's asking for help and I'm too busy and I just say no, it's a complete shutdown. It's a complete turnoff. Whereas, so having that awareness to to know what you're doing and how it's affecting others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, and trying to avoid the the knee jerk reaction, which is really it's really tempting to do when you're faced with a it's situation so like that. Yeah, being patient. Yeah, it's so easy, you know. I don't mm-hmm. have time for you now. No. <laughs> right. 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 Becky, we are uh, coming up on the end of our time with you. Um, it's been great talking to you though. And I loved hearing about your journey and, uh, I don't think you're an old lady, by the way, I think you're selling yourself short. I have to say, I have two adult children as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you look at, you look at the the web development world, right? Yes. And it's 80% guys and 80% of them are in their thirties. And I'm this girl in her 50s. That's awesome. Wow. You know, it's yeah. just, um, and, and that's one of the things I like about the Tribe of WordPress as well, is that there are way more of me in this group 
than there yeah. are in Drupal or any Absolutely. other group of this nature. Um, so that's why I like to encourage the ladies in my meetup as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, know, no, that's know. awesome. That's great. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. with us. Yeah, great I conversation. This has been a lot of fun. Yes. Becky, be, before we before we officially say goodbye to you, could you share with us while we're still recording here where people can find you online? Oh, uh, BeckyDavisDesign.com uh, is my site. Uh, and yes, there's a contact form, but if you're looking for a quote and you haven't filled out my four-page Word document, I <laughs> may or may not get back to you. <laughs> I, you know, I like the, I don't, I like clients to work from the very beginning. What is it that you want? What is it that you're trying to do? And I, I forced them to use this and I tried to do it as a web form and it never worked out. And I was like, you know, it's a page document. I want you to spend two days filling it out. I want you to think about this first, you know, yeah. I need you to be involved in this project. <laughs> that's an important, that's an important uh, emphasis. I like that. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for joining us, Becky. Thanks so much. Thank Becky. you. It's been we'll a pleasure. You, you guys have a lovely morning. Talk to you Thanks. soon. We'll talk Bye-bye. to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.